Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch. This is episode 51. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the podcast. I'm Christy Horsch. I am so glad to be here with you today. Happy Easter. He's risen. He's risen indeed. I hope you are having a wonderful Easter. Today, we are actually going to be talking about when Lent ends. I have a free handout to go along with this episode so you can see the show notes about how to download that. You'll definitely want to look at that after we're done. So let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this season of Easter, for this season of joy and celebration, for just, we are so grateful that you've conquered death, that you've set us free, that you've saved us. Be with us throughout this season, throughout our years, our days. Help that even though we're now done with Lent and we're moving into this time of celebration, help us to continue to turn to you, to continue to walk alongside you, and to continue to give you glory. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, we are now in the Easter season, and this is a time of celebration. In our church, that lasts for 50 days. Easter is our highest feast, and we know how to throw a party. But sometimes amongst the feasting, we get a little lost and confused. We've just spent 40 days in the desert of Lent, and when we come out, we kind of need to get reoriented to life. First, I am all for liturgical living. I love that our church gives us a balance of seasons that helps our hearts to find Christ all year long. Feasting for Easter is important, especially these first eight days, because it allows our hearts to celebrate the great accomplishment of our Lord and Savior, as well as we can savor the fruits that came from our Lenten fasting and prayer and almsgiving. So let's look at that a little more closely. What is feasting? And now I found several definitions from the Oxford Dictionary online, and I think many of us equate feasting with food. And the majority of the definitions reflect that, but I found a definition that I think better reflects a spirit of a 50-day feast. A plentiful supply of something enjoyable, especially for the mind or senses. Of course, this could be food. It could be good company. It could be good books or long walks or hot showers. There's many options here. And maybe at this point you're thinking, how is any of this a problem? Why are we even talking about this? And as I mentioned before, we're coming out of the desert. We've been in a place of penance and fasting and sacrifice, and the Lord has brought us through to the other side. We are at the banquet and we might be a little overwhelmed or we might be feeling a little overtaken with the sensory overload of it all. Before Lent, I did an episode on the point and purpose of Lent, why we do all these Catholic Lent things. And in the end, we concluded that God is calling us to give him glory through Lent by bearing fruit from our sacrifices. When Easter hits, our fruit is ripe. It's ready for harvest. Some years we might not feel quite that way, but God is still working on our hearts. But as we sit to enjoy the feast, we find ourselves forgetting the fruit we just produced with the Lord. We find ourselves turning back to the world. We find ourselves forgetting that we are called to give the Lord glory through our actions all year. 
not just in the season of Lent. I think the first thing that trips us up is that we think of the 50 days of Easter as the opposite of the 40 days of Lent. We were in the desert, starving, suffering, and now we've come out and it's time to celebrate. So we want to celebrate hard. And yes, we are called to feast. We're called to celebrate. Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, really think about that. If anything should be celebrated, this is it. But how do we celebrate? Do we celebrate with the Lord? Do our, celebrate, do our celebrations reflect our faith and bring him glory? Or do we turn back to the world to show us that good time that we've been longing for? For example, let's say you gave up sweets for Lent. Easter comes and you eat all the sweets in sight. You gorge yourself on them and you justify it with, it's Easter, I'm gonna celebrate. It's a season of feasting. But if we look back at our definition of feasting, it included the word enjoyable. Yes, you enjoy the first few sweets, but at some point you start to feel sick. You start to feel stuffed. You're uncomfortable and unhappy. It's no longer an enjoyable feast. Or maybe you gave up social media and now that you can use it again, you find yourself never putting your phone down. You actually felt a little free by the end of Lent. And now you're feasting on social media and you already feel trapped again. You see, we take feasting too far. We spin out of control on this idea that we need all the pleasure to make up for the pain of Lent. But isn't it interesting that oftentimes excessive amount of pleasure actually leads to misery? So what do we do? How can we celebrate our feast for 50 days without overindulging, without taking it too far? First, I'd encourage you to know yourself. Know the traps you tend to fall in. If you give up sweets, and then want to eat all the sweets for 50 days, set limits. Allow sweets in your house for the first week of Easter. Then go back to a sweet-free home or choose to serve dessert on Sundays or Sundays during Easter to keep that spirit of the feasting going. If you know social media isn't good for you, be really honest about its place in your life and then set the kind of boundaries you need in place for it to be enjoyable rather than consuming. You can also celebrate with other things. Like I said, most of us think of feasting as something related to food, but there are other things that we can do. You can plan to host a game night once a week during the Easter season. Pick a special dress that you're gonna to wear to church. Decorate your house with meaningful pieces that bring out your Easter spirit. Find special prayers or songs to say or sing with your family before bed related to the season. Light your own Easter candle during dinner. Have a weekly movie night where you watch religious or Bible-based movies or shows. Celebrate the liturgical feast days that fall during Easter, like the May crowning of Mary. And of course, don't try to do it all. Just pick one or, one or two things that would be meaningful to you and your family. Keep the season alive in your heart by keeping it at the front of your prayer life too. Thank the Lord. Say Happy Easter often. For some, feasting for 50 days still seems daunting, mostly because it feels unrealistic. You might be thinking, I just can't keep that happy, upbeat attitude for 50 days. That's okay, you're human with a range of emotions. Think about the apostles. They were part of the very first Easter season and they experienced a range of big emotions, gratitude, relief, excitement, curiosity, motivation, forgiveness, love, they also experienced overwhelm, stress, doubt, pain, remorse, self-loathing. All of these were part of their story of Easter, and some may be part of your story too. 
Emotions are not something to be run from. They're something to be felt. Because when we allow our emotions to exist, to be felt and processed, we can find an unshakable peace besides the changing emotions. We can recognize how emotions serve us instead of us serving our emotions. We can choose to continue in gratitude for the gift of the resurrection throughout the Easter season without judgment about how we feel because we know that range of emotions is something to embrace and not hide from. Finally, again, what was the point of our Lent? The point was to bear fruit, to grow closer to the Lord, to grow in virtue, to become closer to the woman we were called to be. This means that when Easter comes, we don't want to go back to vice. We want to go back into the world as a new woman who has emerged from the desert, clothed in virtue. We want to continue to be that woman who walks with the Lord at all times. That woman who sees the needs of others and gives of herself when needed. That woman who chooses virtue over vice, even when it means making an uncomfortable sacrifice. We don't want to leave that woman in Lent. We want to bring her into the joy of Easter because she's incredible and she's a powerful witness to what the Lord can do when we say yes. Bring this newfound virtue into your feasting and celebrating. Let the you that was forged in Lent stay because she worked too hard to be forgotten. Jesus went to the desert for 40 days. Then he started his ministry. You've been through the desert too. Now it's time to put your new virtue your closer relationship with the Lord, to work in the feasting and in the ordinary times. Because when we do that, we grow closer to becoming the, to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy Easter, my friends. Like I said, I have a brief reflection for you to go over in our free content. So see the show notes for details. And I will see you next week. God bless.